0: baby, held in the arms of his mother while she dreamed great dreams for him. Her words conjure up the image of a mother lovingly cradling her tiny infant and stroking his face while she sings to him about his future. Being human, we assume that hopes and dreams are made for us and that we are made for them. In some cultures, parents consult astrologers and determine the baby's name according to planetary alignments, and they celebrate with endless ceremonies to ensure a wonderful future. A baby throbbing with life is embodied promise. The birthday gives birth to more than a life. It gives birth to new hopes. Some analysts of human psychology even go so far as to say that it is this distinctive of the human mind, its grand potential for dreaming and pursuing those dreams that sets us apart from all other entities. We look into the future not just whimsically but with purpose and design. Our imaginations encourage us to aspire, hope, express ourselves, long for the fulfillment of dreams, wish and plan. First others dream for us, then the dream is our own. First we see circumstances, then opportunities. And so when we are confronted by a sight such as this pathetic elderly man searching for sustenance in a garbage heap, we conclude that his life has fallen short of the future he could have had. Skeptics would use a tragedy like this to point to the absence of God in the human experience. Where is God in such disfigurement? They will argue. How can one blame this man for seeing no purpose and fulfillment in being alive? You know, I think it is here that we make our very first subtle mistake, both in our logic and in our experience. It is shallow reasoning to deduce that because pain or unfulfilled dreams have brought disappointment to experience, life itself must be hollow and purposeless. In fact, this conclusion may miss the deeper problem within our common struggle to find something in life of ultimate purpose. Let me change the illustration to make the point an acquaintance of mine was visiting france's famous art gallery the louvre as he was walking silently from room to room he saw a group of blind students being led by their teacher the instructor became their eyes going to great lengths to describe each painting then he led them to a room where the statue of an ancient greek olympic athlete stood on a pedestal the teacher took each student's hand and guided it so that the student could feel the muscle bound figure of this specimen The young boys were awe-stricken to touch the powerful body, contoured down to its very veins and stone, all asking if they could feel his muscles just once more. Their faces said it all. What must it be like to have that physique? That's life the way it was meant to be. You have that and you have everything. It is here that we grasp the underlying struggle common to both, Though in appearance and accomplishment, the impoverished old man and the idolized young athlete are worlds apart. No one, for example, would look at the muscular giant and say, how can there be a god when a man like this looks so good? No. Success and prowess do not logically provoke skepticism about God's existence, but they may lead to an easy delusion that this well-built champion is a thoroughly fulfilled individual. Power and beauty, we assume, bring contentment, but the question emerges, has it really? You see, fulfilled dreams are not necessarily fulfilled hopes. Attainment and fulfillment are not the same. Many dream and wish for the attainments that would make us the envy of our world, but deep within there is some stronger longing, sometimes even hard to pinpoint. We know there is a vacuum, A space of huge proportions that seeks a state of mind that attainments cannot fill. That dream of ultimate fulfillment is intangible but recognizable, indefinable but felt, inestimable but traded in for something less, something daily. I suggest it is the greatest pursuit of every life, consciously or unconsciously, and it is not mitigated by one's worldly success. That pursuit is the grand theme of this book. We pity the man of the garbage dump because his impoverishment is stark and his disfigurement is visible. But then we sit in front of our television screens or in movie theaters or thumb through our fashion magazines, eyeing symbols of beauty and success, the icons of our time. And we do not see the scavenging that goes on within them, the searching through every success to find something.